This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Puck Nutters. It is Tuesday, April 20th, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Puck Nuts Morning 5 and Change. I am obviously playing with a limp today with a hoarse voice for reasons I cannot discuss publicly. Dwayne Long will have to carry us, but he's good at that. Dwayne, how goes it? We seem to be getting back to normal. You know, look, we had a spring game, had a spring practices, didn't have to cancel one. So now we're, uh, we're getting ready. I'm interested to see what's going to leak out on the uh, final uh, depth chart going into fall. That's going to be interesting. I think we may be hearing more about the transfer portal than we want to. We now know the transfer portal is a way of life. We're going to break the spring game down pretty easily here. Offense before the break, defense afterwards. Dwayne, let's start with the offense and the quarterbacks. The general report is C.J. Stroud, Kyle McCord, Jack Miller in order of performance. In my opinion, I thought Miller actually played pretty well. I thought they all looked pretty good and showed a ton of talent. The experience isn't there, but the depth and talent is. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know how anybody could see it any different, Dan. I mean, uh, uh, Stroud was just, to me, he was one, and the others were the field. You know, they, they, they McCord in particular, there were a couple of throws he made. It was like, whoa. And, and, and the decision, you know – that's so much about this. Yeah, you got to have the arm. It starts there. But the next thing you got, you know, he said he's seen what he wanted to see. Bang, the ball's coming out of there. Yeah, he had he had some throws that were okay. Now we see what the fuss was about this kid. Uh, Miller looked good. And I tell you in particular, before the interception, when he threw the interception, it just seemed to go from really looking great to looking looking decent. You know, he's got a really, really good arm. No question about that. But if you're setting a depth chart right now, I don't know how you could not look at McCord as as number two. Stroud, absolutely, no question. He is the man. You know, we heard going into spring, uh, into the spring game, uh, just kept popping up that he was getting most of the reps. Well, we see why now. He is. He didn't look like he had. He looked like he had played. He looked like a, a returning veteran, not a kid who's uh, never thrown a, a pass in a college game. So uh, I'm. I'm real confident. I go into, into a game. I go into any game with any of the three. To be honest, uh, we haven't had a quarterback room like this for a while. I can't believe we're going to hold on to it. You know, we got uh, uh, quarterbacks always transferred. It's always been a thing. There's only one that's going to play 90% of the time or more. And the, the number three guy in particular, he's gone. So I don't know how long we're going to keep hold of uh, uh, Miller or McCord. It, you know, just hope we can. 
I think we've got a better chance of hanging on to uh, Miller because of the relationship that he's developed with Day over several years. He was Day's handpicked guy, and you can see why a kid can gun it. You just want a guy to stand back there and throw it in, just stand in the pocket and throw it. Uh, and Miller would be a good choice. I'm not sure I've ever seen Ohio State have as much different talent at one spot as they do at wide receiver. Even the young guys flashed. The freshmen, Mecca Egbuka and Marvin Harrison, are both fantastic. Try and put in perspective just how much talent they have at receiver and what you're expecting. I don't know if you can put it in perspective, Dan. That's, that's crazy what's going on in there. I have never been. I'm 61 years old. I've been watching football since I was eight years old. And I can't, and, you know, very closely since my 20s to where, you know, I'm looking at rosters and, and paying attention to recruiting. I've never seen a position stack like that. You'd have to go back to the Woody Hayes times when you didn't even know how much talent they had. You know, there were unlimited scholarships, do whatever the hell they wanted to do. It's just crazy. Harrison, I, I remember noticing that he's sitting on the sidelines behind Olave, beside Olave, and just how big he is. He's a huge kid. And, uh, he, you know, he's had a father who was not a physical specimen like he is, who was one of the greatest wide receivers ever playing in the NFL. Well, he obviously learned something. He runs routes already. He's, you know, he's, he's do, do a 10 yard out. He's going to do a 10 yard out. Not going to be nine and a half. It's not going to be 10 and a half. It's going to be 10. He is precision. He's got hands and he's big. So, you know, you're thinking, how could this possibly be an even deeper room? Cause let's be honest. We were talking about a number of the other receivers and Harrison. Yeah. Oh yeah. Harrison. Yeah. He's good. But anyway, back to these guys, that's how, the talk was but right now uh he could he could start don't say he can't start the kid we saw out there running around out there doing exactly what he's supposed to do plus he's got all the physical talent in the world don't tell me he couldn't be a starter and i don't think i just don't believe jameson williams is locked down that third spot we know we're going to see wilson we know we're going to see Olave, but egbuka and harrison both said hey check me out over here yeah, it's going to be interesting, and there's going to be a lot of rotation. So, you know, these guys are running routes. They're running a lot out there. So having a rotation is even more important than you think it is uh, when you get into the real nitty-gritty of it. I mean, actually, I think Jackson Smith and the Jigba may be in the slot. Harrison just brings a different size factor to the group. You can already see the A.J. Green love coming. I was very impressed with the running backs. I actually was really impressed with Evan Pryor when I first got to see him run with the ball. He has kind of that lean forward burst that I didn't know he had. Once again, loaded at an offensive skill position. It's, the, it's a position that we don't talk about being loaded, but maybe we needed to see this to, to see it. I mean, everybody that I've talked to that watched the game said, yeah, you know, they got that. Uh, I, I thought uh, Crowley looked good. Yep. Uh, Pryor absolutely did. And but then there's Henderson, and, and everyone says, yeah, that's another level right there. That kid right there, uh, we're, we're going to see. I don't think we're going to keep these running backs. There's no way we're going to keep six of them. Somebody's going to get out of here. And then you got uh, Mayan Williams. He didn't get to do his thing because he's uh, meatball is meatball. He's, 
he needs to make contact and run through tackles and and uh i noticed during the during the broadcast uh lauren itis threw out there that when he, he's meatball now but when he came in everybody's calling him fat boy <laughs> so he's he's gotten his weight under control and and he's short and he's hard to get a hold how do you get down and hit him low and if you hit him high he may take you with him i mean he's just a he's a problem so uh yeah you know and teague didn't get to have the opportunity to do anything to reclaim his number one job he lost it let's be honest trey sermon took the job from him uh and i haven't seen anything that makes me think that uh that you know we we got to see teague a lot and it didn't get any better i mean going back to the uh, loss to Clemson uh, two years ago, he <laughs> he didn't do anything to to claim the job. So uh, I you got to wonder what's what's his future going to be? Missing out on this spring—that's two springs in a row. So uh, we'll see what's what's going to happen. Him and 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 uh, Steel Chambers—you wonder about their futures with what's in front of them because there's you know obviously Henderson's going to take that job promise you then you got crowley in there and crowley's a big dude i didn't realize he was that big and as you said if you're not impressed with prior i mean come on <laughs> uh you don't know what you're talking about if you don't see priors as a in the mix and mine williams he's coming in with uh with uh you know the momentum he had he was playing well at the end of the season so that's a deep group um you know we're i'm talking about uh, Teague and, and Steel Chambers not being that at the bottom of that sick man depth chart, they could be starters in, 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 in a lot of places. So it is a very deep group. It's no fun to be an offensive lineman in a spring game. There were also some injuries that had different guys in there. Who jumped out to you? Mumford. He looked healthy. He was moving very well. Uh, I was noticing him on his technique. Yeah, it's it's not fun to be in there. No, it's uh, all you're doing is standing around uh, trying to keep the quarterback from getting killed. Yeah, it, it it wasn't fun, but he he jumped out at me. Petit Frere was not in there. Harry Miller was not in there. Uh, we just didn't see what we you know. It's really not worth talking about because the guys that are going to be in there weren't in there. I I liked what I saw out of Jones at center. He looks solid in there. He looks ready to play football said the offensive line it's really not something we're talking about yet we're going to come back and talk about the defense and a big reason why the offensive line did not have a fun day okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we are back. There were several dudes who really impressed me that I wasn't sure about, but there's no way to talk about the defense unless you talk about the fact that the San Francisco 49ers sent Nick Bosa and put him in a Jack Sawyer jersey. Your thoughts? <laughs> that says it right there. Because that's the first thing I thought. The first sack he got was classic Nick Bosa. I'm going to grab you by your pads, and I'm going to shove you into the quarterback. This guy's not big enough to be doing this yet. He's not supposed to be. 
I mean, he just, it was like uh, getting bulldozed. He just, just lifted him and moved him. Uh, and then he ran around him a few times. And I mean, it was ridiculous. And, and one that he didn't get, you know, they given him credit for four sacks. He also knocked the ball out of, was it Miller or McCord's hand? Uh, it was McCord. It was the first time McCord had ever been hit and the ball came right out. <laughs> you know, he just, just the spectacle watching him just run around these guys. And, and uh, you know, then they're setting up on the outside. And what's he do? He gets up underneath their pads and shoves them back. He, it, it really did. I stopped the same thing. We've got a Nick Bosa right here. Absolutely. Yeah, I know it's hyperbole and you don't want to compare, you know, an 18 year old kid to arguably, you know, one of the top three or four defensive ends in the NFL. But he's a beast, man. And you can tell he was running his mouth too. his helmet was popping around. He's as good in and, you know, debut in terms of flash matching the uh, hype that I've seen in a long time. We talk about hype trains. This dude need, needs like a hype terminal for multiple trains. Linebacker was the position I was most concerned about coming in. I was super impressed with Taraja Mitchell and Craig Young, man. You want to talk about a guy who has an unlimited upside and future? Craig Young jumped out to me. Yeah, well, he's, he's in a position that is really coming in vogue. It's something that you need. Uh, one other thing I was going to say about, uh, about Sawyer was if Nicholas Petit Ferrer was in there and he was doing this, it would have been even that much more impressive. But getting back to what you're saying, yeah, Craig Young, come on. You want to talk about a debut. He's a kid that you, we didn't even know, you know, where's he going to play, what's what, but he sure showed he belongs on the field. How can he not be on the field? That position uh, where, you know, it's a, it's a small linebacker, big safety, you know, it's uh, the four two five is pretty standard anymore, Dan. That's, and you need that guy who can be that number five guy who can come in and uh, he's strong enough to play at the line of scrimmage, but he can cover. So Craig Young looks like he's going to be uh, a name. You know, you need to remember his number because he's going to be out there and he's going to be making things happen. Um, oh, yeah, Taraja Mitchell had one, had the hit of the game in particular. Yeah, he nailed a guy. Another one that jumped out at me, uh, two more really, Jerron Cage really played very well in this game. He showed a lot of technique in there and uh, beat his man several times. So that's a name, you know, and we needed another tackle to step, step up. So uh, him doing that, you know, we saw, saw him coming on at the end of last year. He, you know, he carried it over. There's several times he was in the backfield. The other guy, Ryan Watts, and it isn't just the interception. That was not the best ball from uh, Miller, but it was still, he was where he was supposed to be, and he made the play. Had a couple of other uh, good plays out there. So, you know, it just if we get one more cornerback, that's a good thing. And he played well. He's a big kid. You know, you got to have big corners. When you got Marvin Harrison's running around out there, five, nine corners are not going to cut it. I don't care how quality they are. So he, I thought he really stepped up and, and helped us. Ransom, he was good. You got to be optimistic coming out of this, Dan. You, we flashed a little bit. We got some young guys that are saying, okay, all I needed was uh, get my foot on the field. So uh, here we go. And uh, we got to be, got to be really happy about that. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, you know, I had I, going in, I was like, you know, we are so young. And I was going, I, you know, I'd start that conversation in my head with, we've got so much talent that I'd always come up, come around to, we are so young. So seeing what we saw, we saw some guys step up and 
They're going to play like veterans. A couple quick predictions here. Anytime you click on Bucknut's front row message board between now and the end of Taraja Mitchell's career, you'll be able to find a thread asking why he didn't play over tough Portland. And Craig Young is going to get some NFL buzz about three or four games into the season. In terms of a one-year wonder flash, he's got some Malik Hooker in him because he's got a prototype vibe. Let's finish with this. Your biggest concern coming out of the spring game. Kicking. What the hell is that? These guys, they're... Come on, man. You can't kick a 30-yard field goal? That really bugged me. The punter, the Australian guy, he was he was he was nailing some, getting them out there. Uh, that and I'm still concerned about cornerback. One other thing that you've brought up that is the first time you said this on the air, I was like, oh wait, I never thought about that. We're gonna have a quarterback who's never thrown a a pass in a college football game, and the best looking backs were the youngest guys. So, but how do you put a freshman quarterback in there with a freshman running back? I don't know how you do that. So that's, that's another concern. Uh, as talented as they are, this is a whole nother level. It's not just college football. It's elite college football. You get to play for national championships here. And that means you are playing with the big boys. So experience is something I rag on all the time. And Man, that, that would be tough, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, if you just put the best guys on the field, we're going to have a freshman quarterback and a freshman running back. National pundits will tell you, despite all that, they think Ohio State might have the best offense in the country this year, and the defense looked better than I expected. It's all positive right now. Have a good one, Bucknutters.